Hey everyone, welcome to the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Jeff and I am the host and today is a special day. We are in the middle of this interview series where we're hearing from some incredibly wise ministry leaders and for today's episode, Josh had the chance a few months ago to sit down with Kelly Preston, the Leadership Development Coordinator for the National Assemblies of God Children's Ministry Agency. And so if there's anyone who knows a thing or two about leadership, it's Kelly. And more so, he is one of the most kind, humble, and genuine individuals you will ever hear from. One thing you'll hear about Kelly in this episode is how his wife describes him. She says, what you see is what you get. On the inside and out, he is a man after God's heart who does such an incredible job of coaching and building up leaders around him. And so we are so excited for you to listen to today's podcast and hear this conversation between Josh and Kelly. Hey, everybody on the Lead Volunteers podcast. Super excited. I got my friend Kelly here. Kelly is legit. I'm super honored to have him here. Kelly, tell us a little bit about yourself. And tell us kind of what you do in the kingdom of God. I'd love to, Josh. So my name is Kelly Presson, and I'm the Assembly of God Children's Ministries Director of Leadership Development. All right. And uh, love what you do. I've well, just, thank you. We're, I think we're mutual fans, and I'm excited to uh, be with you on and this you podcast. Lead, you lead a thing called Hydrate, we which do. is very similar to Lead Volunteers. I think it's probably quite a bit similar, but I think what you're doing is maybe even a level three where we're doing level one, level two. So in other hydrate. words, yeah, yeah. So Hydrate is more of a... Of a little more entry level, would you say? Well, the, the initial one, year one, is called Essentials, and it is well, it is entry level. But at the same time, you know, I've been doing children's ministry for about 25, it's 26 the basics. years. It's the basics. I've learned some things. Well, of course you have. Yeah, yeah. certainly have. So it's, it's, it's not the elementary principles, but it is here are some of the foundational That's principles. It. Foundational you know, principles. Josh, I don't know if in the Simmons of God, I don't know if you know this, we have uh, the eight goals of kids' ministry, and we won't go over those right now. Okay. But we really hit those hard. Not just just that you need these eight goals, but here's some ideas and some things you can do to develop them. To and pull so them off. that's been really, really beneficial for our people. Well, you guys actually, as a, a denomination, you are you are you're taking a lead that a lot of other denominations are not in terms of equipping and building up your leaders to be builders of the body. Yes. So that's that that seems to be an intentionality that you have. Oh, absolutely. Though I don't know specifically from you that that is what you're doing. I'm seeing the evidence that that's what y'all are doing. Absolutely. And of course, we have a year two that goes a little deeper, a little further, okay. some deeper subjects. Uh, it's called Amplify. And then if Amplify, there are three options. So you can go really deep into yeah. what we call an iron group, uh, which is a very specific track that you're running on for a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, we are both seeking to build leaders. Yeah. We want the, the kids that they serve... and and obviously the adults as well, we want them to be strong. We want them to have a foundation that lasts. You betcha. And so we've got to put into our leaders. Absolutely. And I think that you and I are kind of cut from the same wool. I know a guy, his name is Steve. And, and the funny thing is Steve said to me, he's, he, he remind you guys remind me of a lot of each other. And he said, Josh, if we went to summer camp, we'd have been the two kids from two different churches who found each other about the first five minutes. That would be me and you. We'd have been like, yeah. can we... Can we be can we be in the same cabin because we want to have fun. We would have fun. We, I don't I don't do anything without having some fun. Me either. I'm a fun lover. Well, the funny thing is, is that a couple of days ago we were hanging out and we were both tired. And I said, Hey, I just want to know, like, what would you say has made you successful? And your answer was 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 uh, was something that that came very quickly, but it also came very humbly. But it also came very assertively. I I some I want to tell, have you tell me what that is in a second. Okay. But you clearly knew who you were, who you are. 
Yes. And I said, what would you say has made you successful? Your answer? Well, I said, first of all, and I like to do this face to face so you can see that I'm, like you said, I want to be humble. It's, it's completely authentic. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a pretty much a likable person, but I work at being likable. You are. As soon as you said it, I was like, what? <laughs> That's so true. I want to be likable. I'm, shouldn't people in the kingdom be likable? You are a very likable well, person. Thank you. And then uh, I told you, I believe that two people, I'm called to do two things. Yeah. And I know what those two things are. I'm called to encourage people and to and to challenge them and so that's really what i focus on i focus on encouragement and challenging and you have to be liked to do that you cannot you cannot challenge people in a way that makes them think that you're not for them yeah or that you feel you're superior or above them you cannot no you're a crazy likable and it's so funny that as soon as you said it i was like well, there you go. That's why. I mean, it's just written all over you. Well, good. I like to hear that. I've worked hard at that. A little bit ago, I just met your wife for the first time, and she said, what you see is what you get. She said, four times a year, maybe he might have a, a down day, but what you see in Kelly is exactly what you get. I call that a man unto whom there is no guile. <laughs> Another thing I would say, I'm a chemist, right? So I, I, right. Have, I have degrees in, in science. A lot of people don't know this, but the word integrity has actually been grabbed out of context and reapplied in a character setting. So the real term integrity is from metallurgists, people who, 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 who smithed metal. Hmm. And they would, really good ones, they could put together a bar of iron and if it was really good it would have no bubbles in it it's deep in the middle of this bar this one inch by one foot bar so a diameter bar one, one. and they would say they would say this thing has integrity meaning it is the same throughout there is nothing there is no variation within this that's so good when, so when somebody says this is a man of integrity when your wife says and i got goosebumps and your wife says the words who doesn't want their wife to say right what you see is what you get that means integrity well thank you same throughout amen yes amen praise the lord for that man amen yeah. well tell us a little bit about your story and a little bit about your success with encouraging and challenging and ultimately to, for the end of developing people well that's a that's a long question that's no <laughs> it's a long question but i gotta say this to, to, to begin with i am a firm believer in the scriptures and the scriptures teach very clearly, those mm. who are faithful in little are faithful in much. Well, that's you so true. did not find yourself out of nowhere at this level in the assembly of God, uh, in the wow. nation. I love it. I love you bring that up, Josh. The last church that I served was in Michigan, and I was there 10 and a half years wow. raising up young leaders. Um, but I'll never forget it at a staff retreat. Our pastor shared a devotion about not ever becoming haughty or prideful, and we served at a great church, a great place, and we were very blessed. But he, it was really on his heart, and he went around and asked each of us, you know, different things. And he said to me, he said, Kelly, you know, obviously you've been, you've been blessed. You've got to do so many things, and you're so well-respected around the country, and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he says to me, he said, you know, what do you do to keep from ever becoming prideful? And uh, I'm all ears. Yeah, this is cool. It didn't take me long because here's what I told him, Josh. I said, jo or I said Pastor, I am a, a son of a— Divorced mother at age seven. Wow. Who we didn't have anything. You know, we didn't have anything. My dad was pretty distant. Uh, barely had a relationship with him. Um, everything that I God gave me the ability to do a couple things well. 
And how can I be, I can't be anything but thankful. I, how can I be prideful? Like the things that I do well, there's so many other things I don't do well, but he set me up to yeah. succeed. He set me up to succeed. I got nothing to be prideful for. I'm just thankful. Like I, a, almost, almost the cards were almost stacked against well, me. Well, they were, you know, uh, they very much were. I didn't go into this to say this. My mom was manic depressant and bipolar. So there were some really hard times, times yeah. some really hard times growing up. But God rescued me from a little bitty town in the middle of nowhere. He, he blessed me. He gave me favor yeah, uh, in did. ministry. And it just went from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And you but can't can be prideful you, about that. You can't be prideful about that. But something that you said that now I'm putting two and two together, you mm-hmm. said, now, you just said that your mom had some challenges in her life. Absolutely. But just last night, you said to me, you know, my mom was a likable person. She was very much so. Still is, but yes, she was. My point is, is that, is that though she had challenges, she still was a likable person. She was. My mom set a great example in the midst of her... Um, her issues and her problems. Challenges. She set a great example for me in the midst of that. And and I can say that I want to purpose to just be that much more likable. I actually think, by and large, I am a likable guy. You're pretty likable. But I, I mean, like, I want to really, I want to think, I want to, I want to lead with that in my heart. Like, hey, how can I be? How can I be likable here? And yeah. that's not looking to please man. Not even close. I see it in your eyes. That's not. That's yeah. not. But it's just. It's being likable. Well, Josh, you it's know, we trait. just met each other, what, maybe maybe two years ago. Yeah. And we hit it off right in the very beginning. Sure. First of all, I loved your personality. And you're full of energy. And you're about people. It's not about you. You're about people. Yeah, amen. And that's that's key. If, if people are going to like you, it's got to be about them, not about you. That's right. And you're that way. And then, of course, I saw what you've put together with Elite Volunteers. And, you you know, you'd have to have both eyes closed uh, to not see that what you've done is an incredible thing. So immediately I w- we were drawn to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's the truth. It's yeah. the truth. So that's good. So tell me a little bit about some of the, some of the practical successes that came out of the personality that you've been given, but also the, the drive that you had. Sure. Well, I would say, first of all, my whole career, I've been extremely blessed to lead incredible teams. But that's because of what we talked about. I go in, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm very likable. I work hard to be likable. Amen. Uh, but at the same time, I'm about them, and I let them know it. I tell them, I say, hey, when you join our team, or if you're on our team, I inherited you. I care more about you Amen. than what you're going to do for me, that's right. and I'm going to prove it. You know, I'm not just saying it. I'm going to prove it to you. Um, one of the greatest compliments I ever got was in my first my first pastorate, a man who had been uh, serving there for a long time. He was a former, he was like an evangelist, but he'd been serving a long time. And I won't go into the great story, but he came to me one day and he said, uh, Kelly, I was talking to my coworkers about you this week. And I was like, really? Well, that's awesome. You know, he said, you know what I told him? I said, the thing I like most about that guy is he doesn't care who gets the credit. Isn't that good? You know, I want to give it away. And the crazy thing, wait, the crazy thing, Josh, if you give it away, if you don't care and you give it away, you get credit anyway. You do. Isn't this the upside down kingdom, isn't it? It is. And so what you said is, now, again, I'm an observer of people. I can see that. Yeah. You're a bit of a brainiac. I can see this. Well, I don't know about that. Whatever. Well, maybe it's maybe so, right? We should receive the. the, You should. Um, Here's what I want to say. As soon as I said, what? Tell me about some of the cool things. The first thing you said is, well, I got to let you know I had a great team. Because an exceptional leader looks out the window, not in the mirror. I love that. I'm going to steal that term. Please do. Please do. And whenever there's a problem, I'm looking in the mirror. Whenever it's going great, 
I look out the window. Absolutely. And that, that is my heart. I love and I'm that. Not, that is not made up. I have led fantastic teams. And by the way, you go to war with the army that you got, not the army that you wished you had. I love that. I've told young people for years, you got to play the hand you're been dealt. That's right. And those are the leaders that you have on your team. And you lovingly work, you go for it. And, and you know, we've all had, listen, I, I've been a less than leader on somebody else's team. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? But I look at the leaders that I have and let's let's charge that hill together. What do you got in your toolbox? Let's do this. But you were talking, and I have no idea what this really means, but you just gave me a little tip off that you did some pretty cool stuff. You had a, a youth training program. I know oh, nothing yeah. more than that. Oh, it's my heart. I've taught it twice here. Um, so I, my thing is raising up young leaders, young people. And I do a thing called special forces. That's what the Lord gave me because I'm asking them to do something special. Yeah. Notice the name. It's not mediocre forces. Right not on. get by for it. It's special. And we're asking you to do something special. If you don't want to, that's fine. There are other people who will. You know, we're going to move forward. It's, it's, it's my heart. I've got young people all around the country, many of them who are here at this conference, um, who are involved in ministry but or leading ministries. And the ones who are not, Josh, they will never be satisfied to come sit at church right. and watch. Right. So whether they're a vocational right. or not, they're serving the Lord. They're serving. Because, because they know good. what it means to serve. It feels I good. I mean, the word says Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to, but serve. to serve. And we're supposed to be like him. There's a reason. We're not growing if we're not serving. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And so for me, I would say when I was a young Christian, um, I found great joy in reading God's word. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my word. Like having... Like going to church, that was that was that was a great joy, and and then and then having Christian friends, I was like, oh my word! Mm. But then the door quite opened up quite wide, and I was like, wait a minute! You mean I can experience God in a whole brand new way through serving? Yes, that changed everything for me. And so you are seeking to expose people to that side, absolutely, of a relationship with God that cannot be touched in any way but by, but by serving You're, with them. That's what happened to me. I'm just trying to duplicate what happened in my life. Can I have an amen to that? That is it, me too. Yeah, amen. I'm addicted to serving God. I, I can't just sit on the sideline because I know what I'm missing. Yeah, that's too fun. Yeah, it is, and it's so fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah. It is so fulfilling. And so, given that, now here's a big one. I do not want to be a ball hog. No. I want to give other people the ball, and I want to get them into the game because that's what feels fun. That's why you and I get along so well. Right? Yeah. I mean, anyway, I've been made fun of at camps. You know, I do two segments, and my team does the rest. But I've trained them and taught them and worked with them and encouraged that's them. So and good. You know, um, I've, some, of the, some of the guys have teased me about it, but it's a joy for me. It to watch them joy. succeed. What, what, what does it say? In, I think it's Third John. It says there's no greater joy than for me to see my children walking in the truth. Right. And so it is an exceptional thing when I get to look back at my former team and we, they aren't missing a step. They're dominating. Why? Because we did it together and I built them to a position where they can, they can absolutely learn them. One of the great phrases that has been resounding in my heart and really is at the essence of lead volunteers is the following. Success in ministry is not what you do. Success in ministry is what happens if you never came back. I love it. If you never showed back up at your ministry, that's it. it did it take a dirt plant? Did it do a face plant? Or did that thing soar? Yeah. If it soars, you were successful in ministry. It can cannot take, be about you. Can I tell you my, probably in the last 10 years, my greatest compliment. This is incredible. So 
building up volunteers like you're talking, investing in young people. I was gone from the church in Arkansas. I'd been gone 12 and a half years when I took this job I'm in now. And a pastor of the church that I used to be at, who I have never met, sent me an email and he said, he said, you're one of my spiritual heroes for what you left what? behind. Are here. you kidding Ten and a half me? years, 12 years later. Can uh, you believe That's that? the investment of what we're talking about when it's not about you. It's about leaving behind people who can do anything you can do, maybe better. Maybe better. That's the whole key, and that's the key. And I've, I've seen a lot of leaders who ha- had, had, you know, they, I love them. They need counseling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were, they were afraid mm-hmm. that somebody else is going to do it better. My whole, oh, my whole dream is they do it better than me. Yeah. And that's the truth. I really mean that. Uh, Josh, everywhere I've ever been, when I left, someone that I trained took my full-time position. So far for me as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the show is beyond going on mm-hmm. under their leadership. Right. I mean, they're, they're blowing it up. Right. So, but how about this? I want to go back to that thing. That is the coolest story I may have ever heard where a pastor 12 years removed mm-hmm. and he said, I want to let you know, you don't know me, but you're one of my spiritual heroes because you left a legacy here that is worth mentioning. He was basically saying, brother, I want to let you know, I am sitting under the shade of seeds that I did not plant. Right. And I am reaping fruit. What it takes, what, however many years for a cherry tree to finally make cherries or apple tree to finally make apples. That man in his ministry. Listen to that. That's really cool, man. It that is. That makes me feel special. I told you, it's, it's an amazing thing. I mean, how honoring is that? I that was, is the most I can live on that one from now on. I can live on, on that know? one forever. <laughs> so my question actually to the Lead Volunteers listeners and anybody who happens to be a part of Lead Volunteers is, could that be said of you? Right. And if it's not, you still got time. This is not a shame thing. This is a motivation thing. Absolutely. And you have the capacity. You have the capacity to build others. You do. And, you know, Josh, when you love them and when you challenge them, they'll reach for the next level. They'll do it. And they love you for it. For sure. They love you for it. That's the truth. I I had a gal. I had a gal who said, you know, I don't know what it is, but I just want to work harder. Mm hmm. Because we're doing this together. And she goes, you get way more out of me than I ever thought I had in me. I've had that said many times. It's coaching. That's, that's coaching. That's like, that's like uh, just, just, just as, uh, as, a, as a pastor would exegete a passage or draw out. That's I am seeking to draw out of the, of, uh, of the priesthood of believers things that they never knew was inside of them. One of my spiritual mentors was Jeannie Mayo. I don't know if you know who she is. She's mostly in the youth world, but uh, did she write a book? Oh, she's written several books. Okay, because somebody today actually said you got to get this book well, by Judy Mayo. She's phenomenal, um, but she's what showed me. To, people love her because she sees things in them that, that they, they didn't see. That's right, and they adore her. Most of them call her mom. They just wow. love her that much uh, because she saw it before they did. It's kind of like this weird sense of spiritual gift prophecy, mm-hmm. right? She's seeing that which has not yet materialized in somebody else's life. Yes. And I would say, Josh, because uh, I know we're talking to volunteer, or people who are leading volunteers, yeah, yeah. you know, God can give you the ability to spot people that'd be great. They don't even know they're interested. But God can give you the ability you to spot it. who those people are That's right. and to begin a conversation with them and and to bring them on board. That's right. And the funny thing is, I've used this probably far too many times, but it still sticks with me. You ever seen that movie, uh, National Treasure? Yes. Uh, it's kind of a fun movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my favorite parts is where he pulls out this Declaration of Independence. He lays it on the table, and he pulls out those silly little glasses, and mm-hmm. he flips over different lenses. 
and things that didn't weren't observable began to pop out. I want to have. I want to teach other people to have. And by the way, part of it is the is the spirit of God. Absolutely, it is not skills. No, there there is an intentionality to look, but also God can flip over a lens and go right there. That person has latent beautiful potential. Now, here's another thing. One of my favorite verses um, out of the book of Second Chronicles. It says, "The eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro the earth, searching for someone upon whom He." can show himself faithful. Now notice it does not say that he is searching the world to and fro looking for someone who is faithful. Mm -hmm. Not true. He's looking for someone upon whom he can show himself faithful. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Spanning across the earth. He's like, oh my word, there's Kelly. Here's a man upon whom I can show myself faithful. Drawing him out of that situation. He's He is a likable guy. He's got the, he's got the gene pool. He's got it all set up, but I'm going to take him way farther because he is a man upon whom I can show myself faithful. Absolutely. And I want to be that person. I want to, not that I hear me out. I don't want to be, I want to be an appropriate representative ambassador as flawed as I am portrait of other people to see the heavenly father. And I want them to be like, wow, you saw in me, you saw what I didn't see. And I, and God's done that in me. God's done that in you. Absolutely. It's good stuff. I love doing it. I love it. There's nothing I'd rather do. It's just so rewarding. You know, we could talk about it all day. All day long. Well, is there any any big hiccup or failure that you had as a leader when it came to volunteers? It's like, oh, drama. I remember that one. Well, this won't come as a huge surprise to you. I focus so much on the positive, it's hard for me to remember negative things, really, honestly. And some of this from my background, like I explained to you. Uh, I had to really think hard about negative things because I dismissed them pretty quick and moved forward. I like that. But uh, I do remember early um, when I was in Arkansas, I was trying to challenge, in a good way, a leader kind of from the stage, and that was a mistake. I want you to, to tease that out. I know exactly where you're at. I know every listener is like, I, I, I understand that. Give us a little bit more. I think this okay. is really helpful. <laughs> and you were, in, and by the way, um, you clearly learned your lesson. I absolutely did. So we were actually at a leadership retreat, and we were doing all these things. And so we, it was just leaders in the room. Yes. And I was kind of speaking positive things over them, but then also maybe something I need to work on. With well, this one lady was just was not in a position to receive that. And it would have been okay, perfectly okay. I don't even remember what I said. It wasn't much. It would have been perfectly okay in a one-on-one setting to have mentioned that to her, but it embarrassed her. And I didn't, here's the main thing. I didn't have a strong enough relationship with her to to say something, even as small as I thought that was to her, it was a bigger thing. Well, you know what? Uh, The teachability that you were expressing however many years ago, like, Mm -hmm. like that affected you. Absolutely. Never made that mistake again. And, 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 I think that teachability is the premier item and attribute in the kingdom of God that someone ought to have. Yeah. Um, learn to say you're sorry. Learn to say you're sorry. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm far from perfect. This is the truth. Yeah. I would say that I am quick to own it. I am quick to, to say I'm sorry. And I'm also quick to do my very best to do my very, I just coached somebody in this today. I'm seeking to do my very best to empathize and say, I actually can see mm-hmm. how that hurt you absolutely you know, the other thing is you can say you're sorry all day long but something better change that's right i would agree with that that's that's that's, that's in the vein of repentance yeah right um and i think you're right i think that that 
and, and, and I, I think that anybody is going to receive something in a non defaming way one-on-one because mm-hmm. it I really appreciate that. I appreciate that because we need to. People want to be challenged, but there is a there, there there's a pathway that's going to going to have them keep face. Well, like I think we talked about coaching, the difference in coaching, yeah. and people are different. And they you have different. it takes you a little while to realize that what works really well for five or six people, there's that one person that doesn't work well for that's them. Exactly, you right. get the opposite of what you're looking for. And so people are not cookie cutters. Can I have an amen? No, they're not. Right. And amen. so we are called not to be how oh, I, 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 I like. We're called to celebrate the nuances of people and truly to be a reader of people. What does this person need? That person's different. And it takes time and intentionality. I think people appreciate and celebrate when I, as a leader, have studied them long enough and have enough emotional intelligence and am working on emotional intelligence <laughs> that they, they see that I'm seeing them as a beautiful individual. Absolutely. And working with them. And it's the power of saying thanks. There's a huge power in that. And I, my last few years in Michigan, I would say to the people all the time, listen, thank you. And I would try to thank them specifically for something I had seen in them or something they do. But I I would always say to them, you know, it takes great people to have great ministry. (laughs) And it does. It does. And, and, and for them to realize, for you to realize, ain't no way I can do this by myself, but also to realize I want good, good, good people, people that are. It, you know, and, and to affirm that, but also to draw, to know them well enough to know what, what kind of thanks is going to register with them. That's another layer of emotional intelligence. It is. And you have to work at it. You I'm do. not naturally good at that. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm undiagnosed a lot of uh, ADD, ADHD, all those <laughs> things, you know, because I'm older, I'm not, wasn't diagnosed. So I have to really focus sometimes to be intentional yeah. to catch those things. I understand. Well, Kelly, I got to tell you, man, I could go, uh, we're, we're probably turn this off and just keep on talking. I don't know. But I want to let you know that I, um, I don't say this lightly. I have a lot of respect for you. You're a very, you're a, you're a good man. I sure want to be. I can tell you that. Well, you are. Thank you. You are. And, and I'm very grateful. Thank you also for the opportunities that you've allowed me to have to speak into those that you lead. You're so welcome. We, uh, we have faith in what you're doing and who you are. That's awesome. Uh, I haven't heard anything but great things about Josh's ministry, about his science things. I mean, I want to see one of your full science shows myself. Uh, And then, of course, when I saw Lead Volunteers and what you've put together, it's just a whole nother level. It's just incredible. It's like a master class. It it, it truly is. It truly is. Well, we're excited to partner with you guys. God bless. Kelly, thank you so much for spending this little portion of your life with us. You're welcome. All right. God bless. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us today on the Lead Volunteers podcast. We are so thankful to have been able to sit down with Kelly and chew on some of the lessons that he's learned along the way in ministry. Say, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to check out leadvolunteers.com. There, you can sign up for three free videos on how to multiply yourself as a leader. It's something I think we all wish we could do a little bit better job of. Now, as we continue to push through this season of coronavirus and slowly begin physically gathering together again. We also encourage you to check out the full Lead Volunteers course. Lead Volunteers, it's a done-for-you course that will help you recruit, train, and retain volunteers in your ministry to help you stop that revolving door of volunteers and prevent ministry burnout. And so check out leadvolunteers.com today, and then we'll see you back here on the podcast next week.